What is going on, Laker fans? Appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll go till 9 o'clock tonight. A lot to get into. Uh, quick shout-out to Russell Westbrook. I will start off the show just giving some love. I'll do it more during top NBA stories. 28 points, 21 assists, 13 rebounds. He breaks the all-time record for triple-doubles that literally just happened uh, maybe within the last 10 minutes or so. Pretty remarkable. Um, 36 triple-doubles this season. Uh, recorded one in 22 of his last 26 games. Averaged one in four uh, in his last five seasons. And uh, pretty <laughs> these numbers are these numbers are honestly ridiculous of uh, of Russell Westbrook. Uh, 28 points tonight, 21 assists, 13 rebounds. In the last week, he was the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. He averaged 22 points, 17 rebounds, 18 assists. Pass Oscar Robertson, uh, 182 total triple doubles, the most in NBA history. Hats off to Russ. We'll get uh, get into that in a little bit uh, in our top NBA stories. Uh, Brian Windhorse coming on here at 7:30. Excited to talk to Windhorse. Brad Turner from the LA Times coming up in the eight o'clock hour. Um, good couple of games for the Lakers. Let me let me kind of start off with that. I know Lakers lost to the Portland Trailblazers on Friday. I was one. Uh, in the pre- and the post-game show yesterday, talking about how I felt like I was encouraged by that loss against the Blazers. I, I know some Laker fans are going to are gonna question, what do you mean you're encouraged about a loss? Look, they still don't obviously have everybody back. They played a good game. And then yesterday, another good game. So three of these last four games for the Lakers, I thought they played well. But specifically these last two, I kind of want to pay attention to for a quick second. I'll tell you what I'm referring to there. Um... These were quality playoff opponents. I'm not saying these are championship threats, but these were quality playoff opponents. Portland and Phoenix are obviously right in the thick of it. I don't have to go into the long laundry list of uh, reasons why these were incredibly important games for the Blazers, why they were incredibly important games for the Phoenix Suns. Suns are trying to avoid playing the Lakers in the first round. Let's not uh, let's not sugarcoat that at all. They, of course, are trying to avoid playing the Lakers in the first round and um, you know, obviously they never had a lead last night. Lakers dominated. Anthony Davis was the best player on the floor. Wasn't even close. He looked as close to being the Anthony Davis we're accustomed to in a really long time. So with all that being said, um, I think some encouraging signs these last couple of games for the Lakers. So I, I want to throw a question out to Laker fans because there's a couple scenarios that can play out for the Lakers here over the next week. Four games left. That's it. So this time next week, we're going to be talking about either the Lakers sitting in sixth place and they don't have a playing tournament game, or they have a playing tournament game. One of the two are going to happen. Probably most likely a playing tournament. So four games left. If the playoffs started today, Lakers would be in the seventh spot. They'd be facing the Golden State Warriors in the playing tournament. And the winner of that game would play the Phoenix Suns. I'm assuming the Lakers would win that home game here against the uh, Golden State Warriors. I know it's not a lock. Steph Curry's been amazing, uh, leading the league right now. Points per game, 31.9 or something like that. Him and Bradley Beal, go- uh, Bradley Beal going back and forth. So, no, it's not a lock. But you would expect Lakers would, would win a one-game playoff against the Golden State Warriors if that was the case. They'd face the Phoenix Suns in round one of the playoffs. Laker fans, do you want to see the Lakers end up in that number seven spot and that scenario that I just played out? You think it's better for the Lakers to end up in number seven, have to play in this playing tournament, but get the Phoenix Suns in the first round, or you want to get you want to see them get into that number six slot and go up against the Clippers in the first round? 
things are starting to kind of um, they're starting to clear up a little bit. I don't think Phoenix is going to pass Utah. I think there's probably a stronger likelihood that the Clippers stay in front of the Denver Nuggets. So two scenarios. You want the Lakers to stay in seven, play in the playing tournament, and then get the Phoenix Suns in round one? Or would you rather them get that number six seed, stay away from that playing tournament, but then have to play the Clippers in the first round of the playoffs, 877-710 ESPN? Let me uh, let me kind of give you guys my thoughts, and then I'll, I'll sprinkle some calls in here as we go. Um, first off, you got the risk of the playing tournament, right? So you can get eliminated by losing two games in a row. Do I think the Lakers are going to lose two games in a row? No, I don't. I really, really don't. Um, you know, in a scenario that the Lakers, if if you were to lose two games in a row, frankly, either LeBron's not healthy, Lakers had really bad games, they couldn't hit a shot if their life depended on it, they weren't getting stops on the defense. I mean, a lot would have to go wrong for the Lakers to lose two games in a row. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's part of the risk you take. Think about a 72-game season or in other seasons, uh, pre-COVID, 82-game season, it's not uncommon to lose two games in a row against two mediocre teams. It happens all the time through the season. So it's not to say that it cannot happen, uh, but obviously it wouldn't be, I don't think it would be likely for the Lakers. Um, Players can get injured. Uh, Less rest for your current roster. Anything can happen, right? Uh, Michael and I were talking about this in the pregame show, and we're going back and forth, and I I was like, Michael is... Is a playing tournament that big of a deal if you're in it? Because I, I don't have any worry that the Lakers wouldn't get out of this playing tournament. Michael, I thought he had a good point. He said it's not about the games. It's not about who you're going to play. It's not about the chance of being eliminated. He said it's not getting that rest for that one week leading up to the playoffs. It's not getting that opportunity to just kind of take a step back. Okay, we know who our opponent is. Uh, remember, that's uh, also going to be a part of the mix here. You can start preparing for your opponent, um, and you get some practices in. We know this Lakers team has obviously gone through an incredible amount of injuries. So what Michael was saying, he's not worried about the actual games. It's just not getting that rest. So there is there's some negatives with the playing tournament. Here are the positives if you're the number 7 seed. If you're asking me, and I, I would I would have made this case even before the Lakers played the Suns yesterday. The Suns are not beating the Lakers. They're just not. And I don't even know how much of a series that would be. Um, It's a nightmare scenario for the Phoenix Suns to have had the second best record in the NBA, to have grinded the way they have all season long, and they got to play the Lakers in the first round? Are you kidding me? Awful for the Phoenix Suns. But I think great for the Lakers. Love the matchup. Yesterday, the Lakers didn't have Kuz, didn't have LeBron, and didn't have Dennis Schroeder. Let me repeat that. The Lakers didn't have LeBron James, Dennis Schroeder, and Kyle Kuzma. We're up all game against the Phoenix Suns. Um, okay, if you're going to beat the Suns, you need all three of those guys. Of course, you need LeBron James. So I'm not saying that they can get away with this on a night-in-night-out basis. But the fact that it could be the Suns in the first round if you stay at the number 7 seed for me, I think is incredibly appealing because you get a second to ramp up before you go up against the big boys. And in my opinion, the big boys in the Western Conference are the Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Clippers. I do not put the Phoenix Suns on the same uh, on the same same pedestal as I put those two other teams. Um, those are some of the positives that I see and the risks that I see with staying with the number seven seed. 
You got to play in that playing tournament. You lose some opportunity to rest. But the positive is you're number seven, and you get a chance to play the Phoenix Suns in the first round. I'll take that 10 out of 10 times between the Jazz, the Clippers, and the uh, and the Phoenix Suns. Um, if you end up at the number six spot, you avoid the tournament, and you play the Clippers in round one. So if you're out there driving around, or you're listening on the ESPN app, and you're as big of a Laker fan as I am, and we're trying to figure out what route makes most sense for the Lakers to go back-to-back and pass the Boston Celtics for most championships in NBA history, would you rather be the number seven seed at playing this tournament and then take on uh, the Phoenix Suns, or would you rather just say, let's avoid this playing tournament, let's jump right in the fire, and let's go up against the Los Angeles Clippers in round one? Um, For me, I don't want to see the Clippers in round one. I just don't. I want to see the Clippers. I just don't want to see them in the first round of the playoffs. I actually think that um, that would be an outstanding matchup. Like, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I I thought last season, I thought we're getting Lakers-Clippers. Everybody did. And then Denver, Clippers went up 3-1 against the Denver Nuggets. And then the Clippers tradition, the long tradition that they have of not getting past the second round, came out again. And the Clippers obviously... Um, choked away a 3-1 lead, choked away double-digit leads in three straight games, and the Lakers didn't get the Clippers. They got the Denver Nuggets in uh, in the Western Conference Finals. Lakers made short work of them. Good series, but, you know, Denver's just not there yet. Uh, and they win four games to one, end up going to win an NBA championship. I actually think Lakers and Clippers are finally going to face each other. But I'd like to see it in round two. I think the Lakers got the Clippers in round two is more beneficial to the Lakers. Um, it's more beneficial to get more games in. It's more beneficial for LeBron James, for Anthony Davis, for Andre Drummond, for Marc Gasol, for Ben McLemore. I think there's more of a benefit to the Lakers if they get them a little bit further down the road. And oh, by the way, you know the the, the Phoenix Suns, as good of a season that they've had, um, I think that's a more favorable matchup for the Lakers to get things started and then go out. I mean, listen, if the Lakers are going to get through the West the way it looks now, They'll have to beat the Suns, the Clippers, and the Utah Jazz, and then most likely Brooklyn or maybe Philadelphia waiting for them in the NBA Finals. So the path to win an NBA championship, you're going to earn it. So it's not like you're trying to dodge a team or you're trying to avoid them. That's not the case. It's more of a timing thing for the Lakers. Okay, you ended up with the number 7 seed. I know it's not ideal. This is not the situation that you wanted to be in. But LeBron and Anthony Davis missed significant time and by the time the actual playoffs start, you could have a scenario where you have a little bit of ramp-up time uh, to be the team that you're hoping to be through that championship run. When we come back, I'm going to take some of your phone calls. 877-710-ESPN. Do you agree with me? You'd rather, kind of the way it looks right now, I'd rather get in this playing tournament, take on the Phoenix Suns in round one, and then we'll take on the Los Angeles Clippers in round two, and what what could uh, you know obviously be a great series. Uh, let's talk about that coming up next. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN Lakers talk on seven ten ESPN LA. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, L.A. I could do this all night. What is it? We go till 9? Steve, that, that's not enough time. I mean, you got a lot of Laker fans. We're about to start the playoffs here. I mean, till 9 o'clock. Disrespectful as that. Uh, appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Brian Windhorst coming up. Brian Windhorst coming up in about 15, 20 minutes or so. Um... Okay, so the question I threw out to Laker fans, you guys know I made my kind of case here. Lakers are sitting at number seven right now, which means the playing tournament. Look, there there's some negatives to being a part of a playing tournament. Anything can happen. Anything can happen in a playing tournament. I'll take my chances in a playing tournament, and I'll take the Phoenix Suns in round one and then get that opportunity to play the Clippers in round two. So it's kind of crazy. You know, a couple days ago we were watching the Lakers go up against the Portland Trailblazers in Portland. I thought the Lakers played a good enough game to win. AD played a good enough game to, you know, obviously show that he's feeling good. We won't even – later on I'll talk about yesterday's game, how amazing Anthony Davis was. But maybe maybe this just kind of works towards the Lakers' advantage being in the number seven spot. If you disagree with me – and you think, no, 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 I, I want to see Lakers and the Clippers in round one, number three versus number six, avoid the playing tournament. You can make that case as well. Uh, let's take a couple phone calls here. Let's go to uh, Jason in Downey. Jason, appreciate you calling in, bud. You're on Lakers Talk. What's going on? Congrats on the show, Slee. Well, I barely catch a little bit of you guys at night, so I'm going to be a for sure listener, 9 to 11. Congrats again. Thank you, man. Sliwa, if the if the six feet is for the taking, I want them to get it so bad. Mm. And you know why? because that means that they're finally full force, that Braun is in there, and I want the Clippers first round. Like, Clippers fans are still talking their smack, saying, oh, you guys had it easy last year. Mm-hmm. You know, the bubble benefited you guys. You guys didn't even get to play us, even though they couldn't make it. I want it first round. I want them just to, like, if they were to beat them in the first round, <laughs> I think they'd be unstoppable the rest. And not only that, we'd probably get to go to these games. We've spent all last postseason yeah watching by ourselves at home mm-hmm. i mean this would be a great boost for us and if they can go for it go for it you know clippers think they're all that well time for them to take a shot at the key Pre- Have a great day. appreciate you calling in thank you jason um okay so one, one thing one thing that always gets me michael thompson does this too i don't get it i don't understand why laker fans get get so irritated by clipper fans why there's nothing to be irritated about you know, there's nothing, there's no history there to really get irritated by the Clippers. By the way, I'm with you. I, I'm Every time, you know, I joke around like a, like I'm in seventh grade or something, every time the Clippers lose to a team, all of a sudden I'm, I, I tweet out Nuggets Nation. Or yesterday, Knicks beat the uh, Clippers at Staples Center. Knicks Nation, like a, like a 14-year-old. But with all that being said, um, you know, it's interesting to want the Clippers in round one. It's interesting to want them in round one. I think it benefits the Clippers to get the Lakers sooner than later I think as you get to the second round and Lakers will have had some meaningful games in the play-in tournament right and then you're going to have meaningful games against the Suns Um, I think by the time you get to the second round Lakers are probably starting to get into that rhythm and feeling good about themselves and if you're in the second round it's Lakers Clippers and for a franchise like the Clippers who have never got past the second round if you thought it was bad luck for the Suns to get the Lakers in round one, it's also Clippers are probably sitting there like, really, we got to face them in round two? We can't face them in the Western Conference Finals? All right, a couple more calls here. Uh, Stephanie in L.A. Stephanie, thank you for calling in. What's going on? Hey, Al. Thank you for taking the call. Steph here. I mean, you can call me Stephanie, but you know, Steph. Hey, awesome. you know what? I do agree with you, Al, but I'll tell you, that first caller 
I'm kind of changing my changing. Did he my pump you up? Here. He pumped you up a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, I want to go ahead and smack those uh, clippers <laughs> around because then it'll bring up, you know, in you know the, in the Lakers because they're playing a quality team. So that's my take out. Thanks for taking my call. I right, appreciate it. appreciate you calling in, Steph. Um, I, I just look at it more from a you know like a, a strategy perspective, right? Like a, a long term strategy perspective. What makes more sense? For the Lakers, what's more beneficial to the Lakers short term and what's more beneficial to the Lakers long term? Listen, whether the Lakers are a six or a seven seed, they're not the sixth or seventh best team in the in the Western Conference. We know that. It's it's obviously everybody knows that. And if the Clippers are the number three seed or the Suns are the number two seed or Jazz are number one, it doesn't mean that's their ranking in the stand it is their actual ranking in the standings, but it doesn't actually mean doesn't represent um, how good they are compared to all the other teams just because circumstances are different. Lakers, obviously, a ton of injuries, so it doesn't really tell the full story. Uh, let's go Let's go, Giovanni in Pasadena. You're on Lakers Talk. What's going on, Giovanni? What's up, Alan? Uh, so I'm, I agree with you, man. I want to be in the play-in tournament. After last night's game, the Suns don't want this smoke. We did that without LeBron, without Dennis. Like, once the play-in... Once the team starts, mm-hmm. the playoffs are already starting. So if you have to play the Warriors or the Grizzlies, let's clamp down on John Moran. Let's clamp down on Steph Curry. Let someone else beat us. They don't want a healthy Laker team, man. So I'd rather play the Suns in the first round. We, we're going to have to play the Clippers anyway uh, eventually. Second round. Giovanni, back, you know? Giovanni, second round. Sounds very reasonable. I don't think we're asking for yeah. too much here. Appreciate you calling exactly. in. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I think uh, – we're we're coming to the we're coming to the table, and all we're saying is, can we get a little appetizer first? Maybe order a drink or two before the main dish comes out. That's all we're asking for. You know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I like going to a restaurant when I go. I want to take my time. Let me have a glass of wine first. Let me just kind of let me get into the groove here before we get to uh, before we get to the main course. By the way, you know, I I, I say this, it, it does come down to this, and you know, I I got. Uh, I was reading off uh, a tweet from Adrian Wojnarowski before we were doing the show, and and this was uh, earlier today um, on LeBron James on LeBron James and just kind of the latest with his health. So the health part is everything. So I mean, we could all sit here and talk about who we prefer to play and why this why this team is a better match. All that stuff we do that all day. Um, the LeBron part, I'm still a little concerned about because. Just the mere fact that he came, and then you know, obviously, um, he ended up going back. But Woj put out a tweet today, and I listened to Lakers head coach Frank Vogel earlier today uh, at practice. He didn't, he wouldn't say whether LeBron's available tomorrow for the Knicks game. Woj put out a tweet that says much more optimism on state of LeBron James' right ankle after on-court work Sunday and Monday. Sources tell ESPN James was pain-free after after several days off and able to make hard cuts and elevate. Return on Tuesday versus Knicks is likely. So that's obviously that's that's great news to see that. But then, um, you know, seeing what Woj put out on a tweet, I get these. Um, most of the reporters get these status reports for each player. This kind of injury report leading up to next game. Lakers already listed LeBron James, Jared Dudley, LeBron James, and Dennis Schroeder as out tomorrow. Now that could change. But just to kind of give you an idea, we saw that that positive tweet from Woj. Maybe he comes back tomorrow. But then the Lakers did put out 
um, in their injury report that uh, that he's out for tomorrow. So we'll see if something changes from now to then. All right, a couple more phone calls here. Let's go to Andrew and Linwood. Andrew, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on Lakers talk. Hey, hey, hey. So um, I was thinking about the playing tournament. Mm-hmm. See, first off, I do agree with everything that you were saying when it comes to from from a strategy from a strategy standpoint. Mm-hmm. But the playing tournament is a little weird to me because usually it would say I would think it would be seven versus ten and eight versus nine versus eight. Mm-hmm. But it's not like that. By, so by, by the way, thinking. and by the way, Andrew, you know it's a good point because I I've all I keep talking about how much I love the playing tournament. But I don't really understand the con- like how they structured it, right? Like I, I like the concept of the playing tournament, but I'm not crazy how it's structured, and that that makes sense. I mean, I, I guess the NBA tried to figure, okay, hey, seven and eight, that takes the number seven slot, and then put uh, and thank you for calling in, and then you know, obviously, uh, if you lose, you still got a shot at number eight. Um, I'm not crazy about. I think there should be something games differential. If somebody, if there's a team that's way out of the mix, no, they shouldn't be in the playing tournament. So. Maybe there's still some tweaking that comes with it, but I will tell you right now, the playing tournament's not going anywhere. Uh, quick shout-out here. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and coupons today. We appreciate their partnership. This is a perfect predicament for me. I, I always sit here. I do these live uh, you know, reads for Valvoline. We appreciate them being a part of Lakers Talk. Check Engine Line right now. Check Engine Light right now is on. You know where I'm going to go? I'm going to go to Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Very easy how to get it done. Go to SoCalOilChange.com. Throw in your zip code, and uh, you'll find locations near you. Take advantage of what Valvoline has to offer. Okay, a couple more quick calls, and then we're going to go to uh, Brian Windhorse. Mike and Burbank. Mike, what do you think? Would you rather rather, rather get number seven, do the playing tournament, take the Suns, or just get right out there and, and take the Clippers in round one? What's going on, brother? Without taking too much of your time, I got two different ways. If, as a coach, as a diehard Laker fan, I would want to see my boys have a practice together, just mm-hmm. a practice with the with uh, the seven spots. But in reality, I mean, just I would love the Lakers to smack the Clippers <laughs> out of the playoffs, just so they understand that this is a Laker town, baby. Enough is enough with their boat. Excuse my French with their talks. Mike, so let's go Lakers. Mike, appreciate 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 you calling in. Okay, so I, I'm going to go back to this. What Clipper fans are we talking about? I, I don't understand. I, every time somebody says, you know, just to shut those Clipper fans up, wh- where? Somebody help me out here. I was watching, uh, got home yesterday after the Lakers game. Lakers and uh, and Phoenix. What a great game, by the way. Lakers never, they were never down the entire game. And so I get home and usually I'll go, you know, see some different highlights, some of the other teams. So, I, of course, I want to see Knicks Clippers, especially because Knicks won. So I'm watching the highlights, and every time the Knicks score, this is in a you know small staple. When I say small, is in limited capacity. I hear Knicks fans. I think it's Julius Randle will the fade away. I hear Knicks fans. So every time every time I hear people say just to quiet the Clipper fans, I, I don't know what anybody's referring to. Um, they got a good squad. Let me you know when when I go on here, I'm still going to give respect where respect is due. The Clippers have a good team. Clippers can come out of the Western Conference, but for me, it's tough to think that that's the team to beat in the West when they just haven't done it before. Now, they added Rondo, champion. I don't have to tell you guys. You guys know that. Serge Ibaka's got a championship under his belt. Nicholas Batum is a nice uh, veteran that's been in the NBA for a long time. 
they, they have players. I mean, the mix is not exactly as it was last season. So they've tried to obviously address that. DeMarcus Cousins on there as well. But until they actually do it, it's hard for me to believe it. Um, I like fans, if you're on hold, and I appreciate you guys all calling in. I know we got a lot of people that uh, that want to chime in on this uh, on this topic. 877-710-ESPN. I got Brian Windhorse coming up next. 745. I'll take more calls. I'll get Windhorse thoughts on, uh, obviously, the Lakers right now and this scenario about uh, the playing tournament potentially, if he'd prefer, if he thinks it's a better matchup, Suns or Clippers. I also want to ask him about the Nets and the Lakers. Does he still think... As the dust, as we're getting close to the season ending, uh, the regular season ending, does he still think it's Lakers and Nets if both teams are healthy? I think that's an interesting conversation, too. We'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, welcome back to Lakers Talk. Appreciate everybody tuning in. By the way, uh, any part of the show that you miss, remember the ESPN app or on iTunes, just search Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa. I want to welcome in Brian Windhorse, covers the NBA for ESPN. Uh, Brian, here we are. What do we got left? We've got the, the rest of this week and playing tournaments starting and playoffs starting. Uh, exciting time of the year. Thank you for taking some time and joining the show. No problem, Alan. Well, I, I'll start off with this. I presented this question to Laker fans out there to start the show. I'll get your opinion on this on, on this as well. So Lakers kind of in an interesting spot. I think most people are expecting the Lakers to be a part of this playing tournament, end up with the number seven seed, but you never know what could happen. If, if by some chance the Lakers surpass Portland and it's Lakers-Clippers in the first round, I was asking uh, Laker fans out there if they would prefer staying at number seven being in this playing tournament and end up with the Phoenix Suns rather than taking on the Clippers in the first round, which scenario do you think is better off for the Lakers if uh, if they had it their way? Well, I'm sure the Lakers fans, just seeing them beat the Suns, probably feel pretty confident about it. So I'm sure they wouldn't really mind that. Um, you know, the, the Clippers situation is interesting. Um, in a way, you could argue that it favors the Clippers if if they play in the first round. One, I think, it gives lesser opportunity for LeBron and, and Anthony Davis to catch a rhythm. Secondly, you know, the, the, the capacity at Staples means that um, the Lakers' advantage in home court, or, you know, I guess away court on the, on the Clippers is minimized. Um, it doesn't work as well for the Lakers to take advantage of their huge fan base if they're only playing in front of 2,000 fans. And if that game were to happen, you know, if that series would happen in a couple of weeks, there's a chance that more fans would be allowed. So, I think the Clippers would actually prefer. I mean, the Clippers are probably going to have to play the Lakers at some point. They mm-hmm. have to, they have to operate believing that. And um, so the Clippers would probably prefer it to happen in the first round. To be honest with you, so if that's what the Clippers prefer, the Lakers should probably prefer the Suns and try to figure out them, and then the Clippers if they advance. Right. I know it was one game. You know, yesterday Lakers take on the Phoenix Suns, and 
LeBron's still not back. Dennis Schroeder, health and safety protocols. Kuzma doesn't play in yesterday's game. Let's just say the Lakers and the Suns play a first-round matchup against each other. Um, h- how do you see that? And, and I'm assuming the Lakers are you know, obviously healthy. Everybody comes back. How do you see that series playing out? I think after yesterday, and I would have thought this uh, prior, I would have thought that the Lakers, uh, this is obviously not a good matchup for the Suns. How are you rewarded uh, by getting the number two seed with the Lakers in the first <laughs> round? Are, are people, do you think people are underestimating the Suns, or do you feel the same way? This is just a nightmare scenario if you're Phoenix. It's got to be. I mean, you know, I, I've seen people, I saw Jalen Rose over the weekend said, well, no number 17 has ever gone to the finals. And I'm like, okay, I'll give you that, Jason, <laughs> or Jalen. Um, please show me the number seven seed that's had Anthony Davis and LeBron James on it. Uh, because they are not going to be a seven seed if they're healthy. And, and that's the thing, Alan. In reality, if LeBron isn't healthy mm-hmm. and AD is, is hobbled or whatever, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who they play. It doesn't matter what their seed is. The most important thing is that they're playing well. And if they're playing well, any of those teams are going to have trouble beating them four out of seven. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bit of a, a shot in the dark. It's a bit of a leap of faith because you don't know um, how those guys are going to be. But, um, you know, this is this is why you go through it. Now, what I would say is against the Suns, there's a bit of an advantage because the Suns have no playoff experience together. And in close, tough situations, I'm not talking about the third quarter of game one. I'm talking about when it's 2-2 in game five and you're at home and you're, you better win that game or you're in big trouble. Does DeAndre Ayton step up into that situation? Does Devin Booker step up in that situation? Do their role players like Cam Payne and Jay Crowder step up in that situation? Maybe they will. But this is where the Lakers would have an advantage because they will not be intimidated by the situation, even if they're on the road. But I will say this. The Lakers are going to have to defend better than they defended uh, Sunday night against the, the Suns to beat them out of seven. I know it was a great victory. I know Anthony Davis was terrific. But they allowed 53% shooting in that game. And really the difference in the game was that the Lakers shot the three ball well and they got to the line. Basically, that was Anthony Davis getting the line 17 times. I don't think you can count on that happening repeatedly. The defense has got to get better. During When Anthony Davis was out, those 30 games, the Lakers were second in the league in defense. Mm. That is an incredible accomplishment to their, their focus and their strategy and how hard they work on that end of the ball. And even after LeBron went out, those, those three or four weeks when LeBron and AD were out and the Lakers were just trying to keep their head above water, they were still fourth in the league in defense in that stretch. Since AD has come back, um, I think they're 11th or 12th. Mm. And that's good, but not where they need to be. The Lakers need to be an elite defensive team. That is how they won the title last year. That is their way out of it this year. And that is what I'm really anxious to see, whether that sort of gets going this week, whether that gets going in a, as part of the playing situation. That, to me, is a huge, huge factor going forward. Brian Windhorst covers the NBA for ESPN, taking some time to join Lakers Talk. Lakers got another one coming up tomorrow. Uh, they got the New York Knicks, then the Houston Rockets. That'll be banner night on Wednesday. Only four games left in the regular season. Um, Brian, you uh, just kind of get your perspective on this. With LeBron, there were some reports a little bit earlier today, Woj saying that there's optimism that he can come back uh, potentially tomorrow against the Knicks. Lakers sent out their status report, uh, and this could change, but their status report still puts uh, LeBron James out. Um when LeBron does come back, whether it's tomorrow or maybe against the Rockets or whatever the case is over these last couple of games, um, how close, and I know this is just an opinion, but how close do you think 
he will beat 100%. And the reason why I'm asking this question is he obviously came back and then decided, okay, maybe I came back a little bit too early. There's still things that I can't do. Um, I don't know if the timing has worked in LeBron's favor or now we're back up against the clock and, and he's just going to have to play because this is the scenario that the Lakers are in. Uh, what kind of LeBron do you think uh, comes back? Yeah, I you know I'd love to know how he really feels. I, I we're not going to get a fair answer from him or his teammates, and that's that's fine. They probably shouldn't. I mean, you you hope for the for the for the league. You hope that he is feeling good. But you know, when he came back before, he ran okay. But when you watched him try to push off of that yeah. right leg, especially when he would get defenders sort of on his hip, one of the things he does so well, as you know, is he, once he gets defenders near him, he gets the leverage on them with his size and strength, and he just sort of takes them down. And that's why he gets so many and ones, because he gets guys out of position and just overwhelms them. He wasn't able to do that off that right foot. He just wasn't able to get explosion off of that right foot. And so that's what you need to see, you know. Um, And the thing about it is, you know, high ankle sprain, these can take six months to heal. Mm. And so I suspect when we get to next season and and LeBron's doing – his uh, you know preseason podcast with Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry and Alex Clifton. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if he says, "Man, was that a bad ankle injury? And was I battling? And you know, you know, et cetera, et cetera." He's not going to tell the truth now. So what I suspect happened. I mean, I don't know. What I suspect happened is that he came back, saw that he was really not able to make a, a positive impact, and realized that the Lakers were probably going to slide to the play-in, and just decided. I need to get more rest as opposed to worrying about seeding. And I suspect, again, that that's why he reacted that way when he got asked about the play-in tournament, uh, because he knew that that's probably where the Lakers were headed and that he made a calculation, I'm going to sacrifice seed to get a couple of extra weeks rest on this ankle and try to get this in the best place it can possibly be. Brian, are there a lot of players that are not in favor of the playing tournament? I know we heard Luka, we heard obviously LeBron, and I don't think it's coincidence that, like you just mentioned, they're both in position kind of fighting to stay out of the playing tournament. Are are there a lot of players that are – um, do they not look at the playing tournament as, hey, the, how how much how exciting can this be? Blah blah blah. Or is is most of this just a um, a chance to gain some more revenue and get some more games in? Yeah, it's all about revenue. I mean, um, you know, if it wasn't about revenue, they would play thirty games. You know, mm-hmm. why did the NFL, you know, add a seventeenth game? Why did the NFL expand the amount of uh, playoff teams? You know, I always say. Do you know why they play seven-game series, Alan? Uh, yes. It, it, just more money. That's it. Nothing else. Yeah, be, be, because they couldn't get away with best of nine. You know? <laughs> um, so, I mean, and, and especially in a year where there's lost games. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's, this is why they have the All-Star Weekend, because with the lost games and the lost uh, revenue from fans, this helps replace some of it. And that's why they're doing it. And um, the teams that are impacted by it, of course, are not going to like it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunately part of the deal. The union, however, understood the situation and signed off on it. It's imperfect. This whole season has been imperfect. And so, but I do think that it has engaged a lot more fan bases. And I do think that, you know, one of the things about college basketball, conference tournaments aren't really necessary. I mean, when you play 16 games and play everybody twice, you're a pretty good idea of who the league champion is. Sure. But yet they throw that out and have a conference tournament. Why? 
so that they can make money. They can make extra money on it. But you know what? The conference tournaments produce some of the greatest stories and some of the stuff that sets up the, the greatness of the postseason. And I suspect the play-in tournament will be very much the same. Is, it good, is every game going to be great? Is every year going to be great? No. But just like with the conference tournaments, I think they're here to stay. Yeah, I, I think um, you know, I, I think it's definitely here to stay, and I think there's enough conversation around it. I think there's enough buzz around. It. I mean, we might get Lakers and the Warriors in the seven eighth matchup in the Western Conference, so you know, you could just imagine the buzz around there. Sometimes things are kind of shoved down people's throats. Okay, hey, we're going to do this, but I think I really think actually, Brian, I think this will. You know, in a sense, it is kind of a home run. They are playoff games. It is win or go home, and it's going to obviously lead into something that the Lakers, uh, nobody thought they'd be in this position, but we'll, we'll see it obviously both in the East and the Western Conference, see how it all pans out ratings-wise and everything else, but it sounds uh, certainly sounds like a good addition from a fan perspective. It doesn't sound like all the players are crazy about it. Um, Brian, I'll, I'll leave you with this one. Final question I got for you on, you know, so much of the conversation has been about Lakers if they're healthy, Nets if they're healthy. Were you always on that boat if the Lakers are healthy coming into these playoffs, as healthy as they can be, if Brooklyn ends up with James Harden, they have him for this playoff run and he's healthy, do you think it's inevitable that it's those two teams or do you do you really think that, no, this can shake up, there's a few different teams that got legitimate chances, uh, legitimate shot to get to the finals? So I think this entire postseason comes down to two questions. One, is LeBron healthy? Is he going to be able to impact the games? Is he going to be able to impose his will like we're used to seeing? I don't know the answer. We'll have to see. The other one is a bigger question. Can, is this league a changing league that is now dominated by offensive teams? This season is far and away the most dominant offensive season the league has ever seen. There's many reasons for this. Primarily, I think, because no practice time, no prep time, um, the players' teams, the defenses are exhausted. There's no fans, which benefits offense, I think, because it's harder to play offense in a loud environment. It's harder to play defense in a loud environment as it is to play offense. So the question is when we get to the postseason, will the defense that we're normally used to seeing and the game slowing down and the scores coming down that happened in the playoffs every year, will that happen again? Will you know, the fact that you get multiple practices? Um, you know, you know, in a week, and that you can have long shootarounds and film sessions, preparing for the same team and taking away their pet plays and taking away their favorite options. You know, will that reduce? You know, bring the game back to what we're normally used to seeing in the postseason. The Brooklyn Nets are betting no. The Brooklyn Nets, when they made the James Harden trade, said we believe the future of the NBA mm. is overwhelming and outscoring everybody. And that's just how the Lakers are built. The Lakers are not a good offensive team. They're in the bottom 10. They're in the bottom 10 is an overall offense, and they're in the bottom 10 of three-point shooting. They are an elite defensive team with two Hall of Fame players that will do most of their scoring. They are a team that is built to win for the last 20 years. Will that hold? Will that continue to be what's most valuable, whether it's the Lakers or another team built that way, um, like the Utah Jazz, who are built very much to be a defensive first team with shooting, but a defensive first team. This is what we're going to find out in the postseason. The, the Nets are planning to run through this thing, winning games, scoring 135 points every night. Hmm. The Lakers are built to win this thing like 108, 102. And so I, my instinct tells me that we're going to go back to what we normally see and where defense is going to matter. But I have to admit that this is a very much of an outlier season, and I could be wrong. 
That's fascinating. I, I love the way you just explained it because that's such a – the strategy from each team is so polarizing. It's so different, right? And if these are the two elite teams, Brooklyn in the East, obviously Lakers in the Western Conference, how they get to that final goal is so different. So um, we'll see how things go, and I know we got a long way to get to, get to that point, but uh, – Greatly appreciate you uh, taking some time, joining the show, Brian. And uh, certainly as we get through the uh, playoffs and get things started, we'd love to have you back on. Thanks, Alan. Have a good night. All right. That's uh, Brian Windhorse right there. Always love having Windhorse on. Um, interesting, right? Lakers or Nets, which if you – the way the Lakers are built, uh, one of the best defensive teams, the Nets, one of the best offensive teams, actually literally number one defensive rating versus offensive rating. Um I, I, I want to hit on that for a quick second. So which way would you rather be built? Would you rather be built like the Nets are, or would you rather be built the way the Lakers are? Uh, this kind of, the NBA is obviously evolving. So we can get into that when we come back. Uh, plus is, is Anthony Davis back? Is AD back? Do you guys see Anthony Davis these last two games, the game against the Portland Trailblazers and the game against uh, the Phoenix Suns last night? Is AD back? We'll get into that coming up next, of course, if you want to be a part of Lakers Talk. And I know we got a lot of uh, listeners already lined up, but uh, 877-710-ESPN. This is Lakers Talk on ESPN LA. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. I appreciate you guys tuning in, Brian Windhorse. Uh, appreciate his time as always. So. If you guys didn't hear the news, I'll kind of spend a quick little second on this before we get back into the Lakers. Um, so this morning we announced that, uh, the station announced that Travis and I will take our Travis and Sliwa show that we've been doing in the evenings, pretty much just doing it on Laker off days. We're going to do it in the morning now. So we're going to do it from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. So the show's going to be on five days a week. Incredibly excited to work with Trav. I really am. The dude, and I know a lot of listeners of this radio station, you guys know Travis obviously well. He's been uh, uh, making it happen in Southern California for a long time. Obviously had a great morning show. Um, So to get a chance to work with Trav on a consistent basis, five days a week, we'll start a week from today. Travis and I will do uh, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Lakers talk. It's still Lakers talk. What do you think? You think we're going to stop doing Lakers talk? Of course not. Um, so Lakers talk obviously stays seven and nine. Somebody asked me that on Twitter today. You still doing Lakers talk? What do you mean? Am I still, what, the Lakers stop playing? Of course I'm going to do Lakers talk. Uh, so nine to eleven will be the uh, new show starting next week. So uh, keep that one in mind. Um, Anthony Davis is AD back? Is Anthony Davis back to the Anthony Davis that we all love and we admire and? Uh, we marvel at the way he can play both sides of the ball, best two-way player in the NBA. So let me let me throw some stats over at Laker fans who are uh, taking a listen right now. So Anthony Davis, the last couple of games. All right, so his last two games. Last night, let's do Portland first. This one was on the road. Um, no LeBron, no Dennis Schroeder, no Taylor Horn Tucker. 
Anthony Davis puts up 36 points, 12 rebounds, and 5 assists. This was on Portland or in Portland on Friday night. That was one of those games where it was it was tough to do the postgame show. I was encouraged with the Lakers' loss. I know that sounds um, – that doesn't sound – no Laker fan wants to be encouraged about a loss, but I was. I, th- I thought the Lakers played a good game. I thought they had chances to win. I think a couple mental errors, a couple calls from the referees, that game could have swung the Lakers' way. Kuzma had a bad game. Drummond and Kuzma, I think, combined for eight points total. They combined for 16. Lakers win that game. AD missed five free throws. Well-played game against the Blazers. AD was fantastic. Okay? All right? That's what AD AD did on Friday. Last night against the Suns, 42 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 block shots, 3 steals. I don't know if there's any other stat line that I could possibly read off. Um, Anthony Davis in the last two games has looked like AD. Remember the game against the Clippers went out, back spasms, only played 9 minutes. Lakers got blown out against the Clippers. Last two games for the Lakers... Anthony Davis was, no question about it, the best player on the basketball floor in both of those games. You can make a case for Damian Lillard in that game against Portland. I get it. Make a case for him. That's fine. But what AD does on both sides of the floor. So I asked the question of, do you think AD's back? Because what I've seen in these last two games is an unstoppable force. But here's the thing. It's only been the last two games. I'm hesitant to say Anthony Davis is back yet. I'm hesitant to just say that Anthony Davis that we saw dominate in the playoffs last year, that's what we're going to see the rest of this regular season, throughout the postseason, and hopefully on the road to chip number uh, chip number 18. I'm hesitant to do it, and I'll tell you why. Because it's only been two games. As dominant as he has been in these last two games, and trust me, you cannot have you cannot be more dominating than these last two games um, from what Anthony Davis has, uh, what what he's uh, his performance over these last two games. I want a couple more games. You know, Lakers got a game tomorrow against the New York Knicks. Knicks playing some fantastic ball. Julius Randle, All Star Julius Randle. I saw some highlights. Clippers and the uh, Knicks yesterday. Julius Randle, some step back, fifteen footers, getting to the basket, doing whatever he wanted against the Los Angeles Clippers. Can you do that against Anthony Davis? I want a few more games from AD. I don't think I'm asking for too much. When I when I throw out the question, do you think Anthony Davis is back? I think it's a fair question. I think he's definitely leaning towards being one of the most unstoppable forces in the NBA, and we've seen that before in his career. This season it has not played out that way, period. Injuries out uh, trying to get back into a rhythm, trying to get his legs back. You can put down a number of reasons why that hasn't been the case, and they're and they're legit. They're legitimate. These last two games have been amazing, but you got to see it the rest of the way. You know, Anthony Davis for the Lakers, it's not a necessity. Anthony Davis is a, uh, I'm sorry, it's not a luxury. It's a necessity that he's the best player on the floor every night until LeBron James comes back. And then when LeBron comes back, most nights it's going to be LBJ. That's the most important player. Most nights it's going to be LeBron James. That's the best player. And then you'll have an occasional where it's Anthony Davis. Um, you know, I I, uh, I I have kind of found myself, I found myself in this Anthony Davis, and I keep, I keep being wrong. I've been wrong two years in a row. 
You know how bad I want Anthony Davis to be the best player in the league? I don't think you understand how bad I... I spent the last two years walking into the season, in the preseason, when they just got him, when they just traded for him in New Orleans, and then uh, coming up uh, this upcoming season as well, before the season started, saying, ah, this is AD's year. This year, he's going to be the best player. We're going to be talking about him for MVP this year. And every year, it's still LeBron James. LBJ's like, that's cool, Alan. I, I like that you're doing that. You're trying to hype up Anthony Davis, but... I'm one of the greatest to ever play, and I'm not ready to give up. Um, you know, I'm not ready to pass the torch on. The rest of the way for this playoff, you know, this the regular season and the postseason, I have a curiosity of what what we're going to get from Anthony Davis the rest of the way. Because if AD, I'm not saying he's got to drop 42 points a night and get you 12 rebounds and five assists and three block shots and three steals, but if AD is 28 and 12 with five assists, two steals, and two block shots, and LeBron James comes back healthy, does somebody want to explain to me how the Lakers are not winning championship number 18? Um, that's what you're hoping for from Anthony Davis. We saw glimpses in these last two games of greatness. Those performances, don't take those lightly. That's greatness. Still got four regular season games left. Probably going to get a playing tournament from there. And then you got this playoff run. I'm a little hesitant to say Anthony Davis is fully back. Let's see what he does the rest of the way for the uh, for the Lake Show. All right, we come back. We got our top NBA stories, and I know we got a few calls on hold, so when we come back right away, I'm going to take your calls. Then we'll get into top NBA stories. Stay right here. Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.